0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1976, How to Survive Inflation and Make It Work for You, part one, by Liz of frugalwoods.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. I have a bit of a longer post today, so I'll read the first half and then finish the rest for you tomorrow. So with that, let's dive into part one and start optimizing your life. How to Survive Inflation and Make it Work for You, Part 1, by Liz of Frugalwoods.com. Inflation is here. It's large, it's in charge, it's up 8.5% as of March 2022, which is the biggest 12-month increase since 1981. Woohoo, aren't we lucky? But all is not totally lost, because inflation doesn't impact all prices equally. As we'll explore together today, this is an uneven inflationary period. Almost everything is more expensive, but some things are hit harder than others. What exactly is inflation? Before we dive into how inflation affects us on an individual level, let's spend some time in Liz's definition corner. Inflation is one of those terms everyone thinks they should know and assumes everyone else knows but in reality, a lot of us are not sure, but afraid to ask because we assume everybody else knows. I kind of knew what inflation was before this year, like in very general terms, but now I'm deeply curious about what it really is. So let's bust out some hot definitions on this baby. According to an article in the New York Times, quote, inflation is a loss of purchasing power over time, it means your dollar will not go as far tomorrow as it did today, End quote. I like this definition. Very simple, very easy to see how it applies to our lives. Stuff costs more, but most of us still have the same amount of money to spend, which means we can afford less stuff. It's not great, people, not great. What causes inflation? The New York Times illuminates, quote, In the short term, high inflation can be the result of a hot economy one in which people have a lot of surplus cash or are accessing a lot of credit and want to spend. If consumers are buying goods and services eagerly enough, businesses may need to raise prices because they lack adequate supply. But inflation can and often does rise and fall based on developments that have little to do with economic conditions. Limited oil production can make gas expensive, Supply chain problems can keep goods in short supply, pushing up prices, end quote. Ring any bells? The pandemic, the disruption to the global supply chain, the war in Ukraine, and the resulting increase in oil prices. We kind of hit a perfect storm here for inflation. It's also partly our fault because, quote, consumers who collectively built up big savings thanks to months in lockdown and repeated government stimulus checks are spending robustly and their demand is driving part of inflation," end quote. In addition to pandemic stimulus checks, the pause on student loan payments gave a lot of folks a lot more money to spend. I also appreciate the European Central Bank's straightforward definition, quote, "'In a market economy, prices for goods and services can always change. Some prices rise, some prices fall. Inflation occurs if there is a broad increase in the prices of goods and services, not just of individual items. It means you can buy less for one euro today than you could yesterday. In other words, inflation reduces the value of the currency over time, End quote. Okay, now we understand the basics of what inflation is and what causes it. Let's discuss what we can do about it. Where is inflation headed? No one knows. We don't know if things will go back to normal if this is transitory inflation or if we'll end up in an inflationary spiral where it just keeps going up and up and up. Given these polar opposite possibilities, everything I've written today could be terrible advice or fantastic advice. Here's why. If things snap back to normal, it will have been very wise to delay purchases and I will look like a genius. Or if inflation continues to increase on a runaway train trajectory, it would have been very wise to instead buy a bunch of stuff before prices increased and I will look like an idiot. No one knows what will happen, certainly not me. But I'll say this, it's not going to hurt to look for opportunities to save more money. Having money saved up isn't going to hinder you in the future. And if you must make a major purchase right now, such as a house or car, perhaps you're getting a great deal if inflation continues to rise, or perhaps you're way overpaying if this is transitory inflation. But again, no one knows. So best not to panic. Control what you can control. You, me, and our moms cannot control the economy. We cannot single-handedly fix inflation and there's no one weird trick for surviving an inflationary period. Given all that, don't panic. What we can do is be cognizant about what goods and services are increasing in price and how we might create household budgets that nimbly respond to the most egregious price hikes. Since inflation impacts every sector of the economy, one strategy is to delay purchases and avoid buying non-necessities. This is always a good strategy if you're trying to be uber frugal. If you haven't taken my free 31-day uber frugal month challenge, now's a great time to do so and to identify what you can stop or delay buying. Again, this approach makes sense if you think this inflation won't last forever. It's a terrible approach if you think inflation will increase forever and ever. Can you stop or delay buying small things like clothing? household decor and supplies, small appliances, large appliances too, come to think of it, toys, games, books, and I ran out of examples, but you get the idea. Can you delay buying big things like houses or cars? The idea here is to temporarily reduce your spending in discretionary areas. This helps not just you, but also the economy because inflation is basically too many dollars chasing too few goods. Of course, sometimes you absolutely cannot avoid buying. If you've been putting off buying a car for years and you have to buy one now, you gotta do what you gotta do. If you're in the middle of a kitchen renovation and have to buy a refrigerator, you gotta do what you gotta do. But if you have flexibility, if you don't have to have something right away, delaying that purchase might be wise. Discretionary spending fits firmly into the category of controlling what we can control. Most of us don't need a new purse or pair of shoes immediately. Most of us can delay some of our purchases. We can wait and see what happens while we allocate our money towards the things we cannot delay buying, such as food, childcare, medicine, etc. Reevaluate pandemic spending habits. Many of us changed our spending habits during the pandemic in order to cope with quarantines, stay-at-home mandates, remote school or work, the impending apocalypse, etc. And while the pandemic is by no means over, we're in a different phase. Most of us are back to some semblance of our before-times routine, or we've settled into our new normal. In light of that, Take time to reevaluate some of the spending habits picked up during the dark years. Things like restaurant takeout and delivery, grocery delivery services, shipping fees to avoid in-store shopping, streaming services, TV, music, movies, gaming, monthly subscription services, cheese of the month club, wine of the month club, ballpoint pen of the month club, magazines, workout apps, Boxo stuff subscriptions, meal prep boxes. Cool stuff for the house we're stuck inside. Gym equipment, indoor bouncy houses, home decor. And treat yourself treats. Home manicure kits, home cocktail making kits, aromatherapy candles, custom dental floss, and miniature knit sweaters for corgis. If you've gotten into the habit of routinely ordering and paying for or subscribing to these services, Take a moment to reevaluate and consider if you can scale these back in order to make more room in your budget for the stuff you can't eliminate. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How to Survive Inflation and Make It Work for You by Liz of FrugalWoods.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news Mint is shutting down. and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. I have to admit, guys, I almost never think about inflation. I get that it's a thing, especially right now. We're hearing how inflation is super high, and I'm certainly seeing it at the gas station and the grocery store but your personal rate of inflation can be quite low if you don't operate like a typical consumer. One way I've done this is by not replacing things unless they're actually broken and not buying things new as much as possible. So for example, I've had my bedside table for almost 20 years now. Yep, it's the same one my mom purchased from Target when I was 16 years old. It's moved everywhere with me and it's still going strong. It has actually never crossed my mind to update or replace it because it works perfectly fine. I imagine that's the bedside table I'll have 20 years from now as well, and I'm perfectly happy with that. I also find it amazing to consider my car purchases. My first car purchased in 2004 when I was 17 was a 1998 Honda Civic for $7,000. The car I have now is a 2010 Mazda 3 purchased in 2018. For $6,000. Both cars had similar mileage when I bought them and were good, reliable cars. It still blows my mind that I paid more for a car at 17 than I did in my 30s. But it just goes to show that we have more control over our personal inflation rates than we typically acknowledge. I think it's always best to focus on the things we can control. So while we can't control overall inflation, we can control our own spending habits. Well, that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day and a great weekend. And I'll see you on the Saturday show tomorrow where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.